Hey there, it's Susan Pierce Thompson, and welcome to the weekly vlog. As you can see, I'm not in my video studio in my basement. I'm actually at my dad's house, and I've been here. I've been here for a little while. Um, you may have noticed I didn't put out a vlog last week, and that was the first time ever. And I've been kind of holed up here, just thinking. And today is the five-year birthday of Brightline Eating. Today, August 5th. Now, that's not the day that this vlog is being released. The vlog is being released on Wednesday, August 7th. But I'm shooting this. I'm shooting this right now today on Monday, August 5th. And today, as I speak, it is the five-year birthday of Brightline Eating. Happy birthday, Brightline Eating. Um, one of our team members sent me a picture this morning. It was actually a little video of a little cake that she'd made. I think it was made out of watermelon. If you take a watermelon and you like cut it into a, you can like, and then you can like put, um, strained yogurt <laughs> around it and then cover it with almonds and some blueberries around it and a little bit, little five with the candle. It was lit. She sang happy birthday. It was the cutest little video. Um, we did that at my house for the one year birthday of Brightline Eating and I believe she was there. So. Anyway, thanks, Julia, for that. It was really sweet. Um, so the subject of today's vlog is suddenly willing, and I want to talk about the five-year birthday of Brightline Eating, and I want to talk about um, an experience that I had recently that I think often relates, it, it relates to how someone often uh, starts a Brightline Eating journey. Like, there's some kind of shift that makes you willing to do something as radical as bright line eating. Bright line eating is not a, a middle of the road approach. It's a pretty um, extreme approach. And when people say, isn't that extreme? I laugh and I'm like, you know, getting your rib cage cracked open and, you know, having open heart surgery isn't extreme. Having a foot amputated and um, going blind from diabetes is an extreme. I mean, 63% of people are dying um, prematurely from the food that they're eating. Um, that's kind of extreme. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, bright line eating might be a little extreme, you know, in an extreme context where extreme measures might be needed sometimes. Um, but you might have experienced this if you've shared with someone what you're doing, no sugar, no flour, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, I could never do that, right? Isn't that the most common response? I could never not eat sugar and flour. I could never only eat three meals a day. I could never weigh and measure my food. I could never do that. I could never do that. So what makes someone suddenly willing to do that? Well, I want to tell you a little story about a couple weeks ago. Um, I'd just gotten back to Rochester from the fourth annual Brightline Eating Family Reunion. And it had been an amazing, amazing gathering. Um, and there were things at the end that were pretty stressful and stressful for me, stressful for my team. And I got back to Rochester, uh, stressful for the community, I think, too. I got back to Rochester um, and smack into a cookbook deadline for the printed cookbook, which is coming out on October 22nd. 
and then the audiobook deadline. And there were, um, like the, I had to go record the audiobook. I had to go into a studio and read the book out loud. And, um, things went really wrong with those two projects, like egregiously wrong. Um, that layered on more stress and late nights and, I was pretty hysterical <laughs> during certain parts, like that the 31 pages of single spaced picture, 31 pages of single spaced edits to the cookbook didn't get incorporated. And the book was going to print that day. And I was like, wait a second. So anyway, and then I, I arrived to record the audiobook, and, um, the technician had never done an audiobook before. And there was no, nothing for me to read that had complete sentences in it. It had been all, it was such a nightmare. Um, and then I couldn't sleep a couple nights in a row. And there was this morning where I woke up at 4 a.m. again for no reason when I could have slept till 8. Um, like I didn't have to wake up early that morning. My kids are off at summer camp. And, um, but I woke up at four, I went to the bathroom, my period started awesome. First day of my period, I go downstairs. And, uh, when David wakes up at six, I ask him about their people that were coming to refinish our floors. He said, no worries. They're they're You, you can walk on them. They're not going to shellac them today. They're going to just sand them. I was like, cool. So I can like get breakfast, right? He's like, yeah, you'll be able to get breakfast. So I go into my office and um, it's 7.30 in the morning, and suddenly there are workers out there sanding the floors, and they've sealed me into my office. Like, there's sheets of plastic, and I'm sealed into my office because they taped the plastic around every door and every opening to keep dust from the sanding from getting into the carpeted areas. So I'm sealed in and they're sanding. So they can't hear that I'm sealed in. David's long since gone for the day. So I'm trying to be heard like I'm sealed into my office. Meanwhile, my phone rings and it's the camp and there's something wrong with one of my kids. They're fine now. But at the time, it was a serious. I spent an hour and a half on the phone with the director of this camp. And I'm stuck in my office and I haven't slept. I'm hysterical at this point. So finally I get off the phone with the camp. It's 10.01 a.m. At 10 a.m. I was supposed to be across town, showered, fed, dressed, recording the audiobook. So finally there's a pause in the sanding. So I'm screaming. So they let me out. And I get out and I text the, there's a point to this. Stay with me here. <laughs> I text the um, audiobook technician guy. I'm running late. Give me an hour. I'll be there. I need to eat. So I don't shower. I put clothes on and I go to my local grocery store, Wegmans, where they have a prepared foods bar. And I take my digital food scale out of my bag and I start to try to weigh my food and my digital food scale is broken. And I eyeball my quantities and I get up to the cashier and my credit card's denied. I'm not making this up. Credit card's denied. Run it again? Still denied. I text David, credit card's denied. He said, I just used mine. It worked. I'm like, awesome. So 
I cracked. I just cracked. And I text, I, you know, at, in that moment, I couldn't show up and be Susan Pierce Thompson reading an audiobook. Like I just, I texted them. I said, I'm, you know, family emergency, personal emergency. I'm not coming in today to read the audiobook. And I talked with a friend. I breathed. I ended up talking to my dad. And he said, honey, I think you should come out West and stay with me for a bit. What do you think the first words out of my mouth were? Dad, I can't. I got, I got stuff to do. Like I looked at my, well, first I looked at my schedule. I got out the phone, right? Audiobook has to be recorded. That has to be rescheduled. Then on Wednesday, I've got the, the two interviews from the, for the new director of marketing position. They've been waiting for six weeks to get an interview, but my schedule has been so crazy. So, you know, I have to do that. And then I have to visit the kids at summer camp, blah, blah, blah. I was like, dad, I can't. And this little voice said, Susan, you really should. And in that moment with that voice, Susan, you know, it might've said, Susan, you must. In that moment, my perspective shifted and I was suddenly willing. And I, it took a second. It didn't happen in one fell swoop. It took a second. I looked at my calendar again. I said, you know, dad, I think maybe I, I should. And suddenly 90% of the things on my calendar, I felt like I could postpone or move or something. Those interviews, I was like, well, dad, I might need to work a couple days, but I could do it off the internet, off video conference and whatnot. He said, honey, do what you got to do. I think you should come out. By the end of the night, I had resolved not only to go to stay with my dad, but not to do any work while I was there. I just realized these deadlines, they're all made up, right? I mean, it's just, it's, it's all a, you know, it's all a figment of someone's imagination as evidenced by, you know, major earthquake comes rumbling through. I'm from San Francisco. I've li- I lived through the Loma Prieta quake of 1987. And I promise you, whatever someone thought they had, you know, to do on that day, it didn't get done, right? Like, ultimately, these are all made up things, right? So um, I wiped my schedule and I've been in this bedroom right here. At first, it was six days, but five days in, I realized I hadn't had enough time yet. And I canceled more things. I had employees flying in to brainstorm really important future things about Brightline Eating with plane tickets bought. And I didn't, I canceled. I said, I'm staying with my dad. I'm just staying. Perspective shifted. Willingness. Suddenly. Like the story of someone who won't do Brightline Eating because they could never give up sugar and flour is the story of a box that they live in that doesn't need to be there, but they don't see it, right? My story of, I can't, I can't take time completely off was a box that I was living in that didn't need to be there. So I'm now 11 days in, sitting in this bedroom. I'm actually flying home to Rochester tomorrow. I've been doing nothing. I've been doing nothing. I went for a hike with my dad once. I got a bunch of color. 
I went to the grocery store with my dad once. This is in 11 days. <laughs> I've showered two or three times. I took one bath. I've been doing nothing. I've been lying here. And I've been thinking, you know, I think there's precedent for this, right? People go into the mountains for 40 days or they, you know, this just like unplug just. And this, this like set of circumstances that triangulated to crack me open to be suddenly willing to just unplug. I can see why it's happening. Thoughts and awarenesses and honestly plans for the future of Brightline Eating, like visions about what's next for this movement, they're all coming into this space that's been created by this time. <sighs> you know, I'm just anticipating comments. You know, you need to delegate more. Here's there's the story I'm making up in my head. The story I'm making up in my head is that by exposing myself like this, I'm I'm letting myself I'm opening myself up to a litany of comments about how I need to delegate and how I need to take more time off and how uh da 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 da. da. And um I have a defensive part that comes up around that. I'm a master delegator actually. I'm really good at delegating. And uh yeah, they're I am so not a micromanager and a, you know, hands-on every aspect of the business girl at all. Oops. There goes the microphone pack. This is the, um, yeah, I think I have a, uh, a, a, an in advance defensive part because, um, yeah, sometimes the comments below the vlog are searing. Um, it's okay. It's okay. A sweet friend of mine, actually a Brightline Eating employee and someone I go way back with, uh, he read at David's in my wedding 20 years ago. He sent me this amazing quote that I think Brene Brown's been using a lot lately by Teddy Roosevelt. It says something like, something like, if you're not in the ring, in the fight, your criticism from the sidelines doesn't count, basically. Um, it goes, it's like longer than that. And it's a, it's a pretty sweet quote though, but, um, he was sharing it with me when, you know, sometimes criticism gets pretty harsh. Uh, and it's, it's one of the things in five years in Brightline Eating that, um, that I've learned to field five years, five years in, I just read off my little laptop here. I just read um, this document that I wrote five years ago, August 5th, 2014, was the day that the first subscribers signed up to the Brightline Eating email list. It was the day that I launched a free report online called The Three Huge Mistakes That Almost Everybody Makes When They Try to Lose Weight, and I put it up at happythinandfree.com. Brightlineeating.com didn't exist yet. Vlog didn't exist yet. None of that existed. The boot camp didn't exist yet. I was just trying to write a book called Brightline Eating. And to do that, I wanted to get an agent and a publisher to make it a legit. I didn't want to self-publish. I wanted to get a publisher. And I needed to grow an email list to 
That was my thinking. I needed to grow an email list to attract a publisher and an agent and a publisher. And so I started this email list and I just thought once a week or twice a week, I'll just send out a really good email with content about how to actually lose weight and keep it off. And I launched that email list by offering the free report. And when someone downloaded it, they would get added to the email list. I launched that on August 5th, 2014. And as I did that, It took a lot of work to get up to that day. So I was working on this before August 5th, but I count the birthday. You got to count it somewhere. So I count the birthday as the day that the first subscribers join the email list because you are the ones who created the Bright Line Eating movement as it exists, right? It's not me. It's it's you. So the I believe the birthday needs to be the day that you showed up. I'm curious if there's anyone watching this vlog who signed up for the email list on August 5th, 2014. Would you put that in the comments, please? I would just love to give you a fist bump. (sighs) So I, I wrote this five-year vision and, you know, it's all like, you know, uh, Zig Ziglar, think and grow rich, law of attraction, the secret. It's all like, you know, it's like, Write it in first-person language as if it's the day already in the future and write it as if it's happened and spell it out in detail. So I have this document that I wrote in 2014 that says it is summer of 2019 and oh my goodness, I can't believe how much our lives have changed in the last five years. And, you know, I remember writing this in 2014 and I wrote, so I'm reading this now and it's like, David and I just celebrated 20 years of marriage. Yeah, we did. I just turned 45. Yeah, I did. You know, and then it said the weirdest thing. It said, I'm so excited because now I get to travel with my kids. Like when Brightline Eating started, we'd never put our kids on an airplane. We just couldn't afford to. And in this document, I wrote, we just got back from 10 days in Hawaii with our kids. And I'll be darned if we didn't just take our kids to Hawaii for two weeks for the first time ever. Um, like when was that? April, I think. It's so weird. Like I, yeah, there were other things I wrote, like we paid off the mortgage. Yeah, that hasn't happened. (laughs) Um, but then it's like, we're remodeling the basement. And it's funny because we are doing that. It's so funny. So I had all these little details in there, but about the movement, um, you know, I wrote thousands of people are doing bright line eating and we have people in our community who've been in a right size body now for three and four years. And we do post in the comments. If you've been in a right size body with bright line eating for three or four years, it's amazing. Amazing. I put in there that um, I have two employees now and they work remotely and they handle the technology and answering customer support emails. We have 33 Brightline Eating employees now. And that 10x, you know, whatever, 15x difference, 2 to 33, um is reflected in most of the other predictions that I made. Like Brightline Eating has grown way bigger 
than I anticipated in five years, way bigger. The one thing I really didn't hit though was in the thing, it was all about the book for me then. So I was like, Bright Line Eating came out with a bang and it sat at number one on the New York Times bestseller list for nine weeks, I wrote. Yeah, that didn't happen. We hit the list though, which is amazing. Um, so anyways, interesting to read those predictions. I'll sit down. I'll sit down and I'll write another five-year vision. And we'll see how we do in the next five years. The most important thing came at the end of the document, which I'm starting to see. Let me see if I can just... Never make it yourself log into your computer <laughs> in front of a lot of people because you'll forget the password. Okay. Um, here's what I wrote five years ago. I had two goals when I started all this. To make a real difference in people's lives and to help shift the national dialogue on eating to include an understanding that brightlining certain foods is a viable and effective choice. Both of these have become a reality. Thousands of people have been helped by Brightline Eating. Our Facebook community has dozens of members who've been at goal weight and free from food obsession for four and five years just using the Brightline Eating method. And hundreds more have been maintaining their goal weight for one to three years. As they say, the proof is in the pudding. Even more amazing, online dictionaries and Wikipedia now include definitions for bright lines that are right in sync with bright line eating. The terms bright line and bright lining something have entered the standard vernacular. Not eating sugar and flour, eating three meals a day, and weighing and measuring food are now commonly accepted solutions for the plague of overweight, obesity, and food obsession. I've achieved everything I ever dreamed of in these five years and more, but there's no resting on laurels. I'm almost done writing my second book. Weird. Second book went to the, went to print last week or two weeks ago. <sighs> I'm so glad I launched my list and started out on this improbable journey on August 5th, 2014. There is no ceiling to life. It just gets better and better. Thank you, God. I have had visions, thoughts, dreams, ideas, lying right here in this bed, staring at the ceiling fan over the last 11 days that may or may not play out over the next five years in Brightline Eating. But what I can say is thank you so much for being on this journey. I know you don't need to watch this <laughs> video that I put out every week. And I think it's really fitting that I ended the first five years by not putting out a vlog last week. Because you know what? It's all made up. We get to decide every day. You don't have to do bright line eating. If you do it, it's because you choose it. If you're in a box that says, I have to do this, that box is of your creation. 
And I don't have to shoot this vlog every week. But I choose to. And I'm super grateful to be here with you again. I love you so much. Let's keep doing this thing for another five years. I love you, and I'll see you next week.